how many cannabis jobs are supported in the industry. Spoiler alert, it's over 420,000. We're going to talk about Leafly's cannabis jobs report coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to the Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. So breaking that down, 33% increase in jobs in a single year and the fifth year in a row where jobs increased at least 27%. So we're going to dive into a couple of examples of where jobs have been allocated at as it still kind of is at, uh, at the prohibition or if, you know, at the federal level. Um, so there's not a whole lot from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics with, with regards to cannabis jobs. So Whitney Economics doing a great job out there. Um, if you're not following him on, on LinkedIn, you should. But let's take a look at some nine states that are indicating some market trends this year. Uh, we might be able to pull some data, kind of see where things might be headed uh, all over the place, starting in alphabetical order with Arizona in 2021. They had roughly 2,600 jobs. Um, they added job, added 2,600 jobs. So total about um, 23,000 legal cannabis jobs. It's about a 31% boost in, uh, in 2020. Uh, they also boosted um, sales, 1.3 billion uh, from the medical dispensaries. We have another 320 million more from uh, medical only in 2020. 1.3 billion was was last year in 2021. So I mean, that's why they're wrecked because they saw the money in there. Might as well, I would imagine the east of the state is seeing a ton of flow from, uh, from Texas. Um, California, on the other hand, 420 million in, in uh, legal uh, regulated cannabis sales in the state. Um, they saw 5.1 billion last year. They're supporting 83,000 jobs and a 64% growth rate in 2020. It's kind of monstrous out there. I mean, the industry is kind of all over the place, but um, putting in some, some pretty crazy numbers. They do have their own issues with taxes. San Francisco basically had to kind of put a pause on that. Uh, everyone else is kind of hoping that they would do that for the rest of the state, but um, I mean, San Francisco is just kind of struggling no matter what it seems like. Uh, one interesting takeaway from California, only a third of the state allows it. So when you look at something like oh, 75% in, in New Jersey is not going to allow it, how, how bad is that? Well, um, a, a third, it's only a third that allows the sale of regulated cannabis in California. So they're going to have to open that up. Washington State incentivized counties by the tune of over $7 million dollars. Um, to allow for cannabis. So if they wanted additional 7 million in, in free money, all they got to do is, is open some cannabis stores. So there's your incentive. Uh, moving on to Florida's medical uh, boom that, that they've seen 1.5 billion is, uh, in sales last year, um, supporting about 26,000 jobs. Florida is improving their numbers. They have about 400 dispensaries, a 33% increase from what they had a year ago. Uh, and according to the medical patients being 3% of the state's 21 million residents, they could, in theory, uh, if you look at the 1.3 billion in sales they had the first year, they could uh, pretty come close to California with 4 billion in annual sales and more than 70,000 jobs. Illinois, 1.7 billion in sales and about 29,000 jobs. Sales in Illinois were up 73% in 2020. That's pretty good to almost double that. They only had 103 adult use stores and 55 dispensaries. So they've got um, 
Illinois licenses only 12 stores per million residents. So that's pretty bad. If you compare that to like Oregon at 181 stores or Massachusetts at 54, uh, Illinois is a pretty limited license state if you look at it that way. Uh, Massachusetts, um, still fairly small at 1.6 billion, supporting 27,000 jobs. Um, that 1.6 billion represents 81% increase in sales from 2020. They've got um, 387 rec shops. So not a lot, but pulling in some good dough. Michigan, their sales were up 81% in 2020 to 1.8 billion and 31,000 jobs. It's a 72% annual growth rate. We talked a little bit about New Jersey kind of being not allowing a lot within the state, having three quarters of the county saying, no thanks, not in my backyard. You know, the NIMBY crowd, not in my backyard. 189 million in, um, in sales might change some, some things. Um, they're supporting at least 3,000 jobs. So they've got some ways to go. But they've only got 23 dispensaries for 123,000 medical patients. So once that floodgate opens up, going to be hiring a lot more. New York, same, similar. They, they've got 2,300 jobs, pulling in 149 million with only 40 licensed dispensaries. So that is not a lot. They could use a lot more, though. Um, they're looking at uh, 140,000 medical patients in 2021. I think it's been 378 million a year. Uh, and that would support more than 6,000 jobs, not to mention tourism. Once that goes regulated, they'll have a pretty decent tourism in New York. I still don't see it surpassing um, California, um, just based on the tourism they already have and the, the deep culture there. It would take a lot, a lot of tourists interested in, in cannabis for New York to overtake uh, California. And then uh, last but not least, Oregon. Oregon got only a billion in cannabis sales, 7% increase, and um, they're supporting about 20,000 jobs. I want to roll down to Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. They can, you can buy two ounces now per store, and you can buy an ounce for around 20 bucks a piece. So I'm going to roll to about eight stores, do the math, and I'm going to do a, a podcast on it. And uh, we're going to see what a pound looks like in an afternoon spending about $300. And we're going to see what that looks like. I might even roll up a, a, a two-foot joint maybe. And it depends on who's with me. If it's by myself, I'm not rolling that up. So don't hold me to that. But um, Oregon is one of the more mature markets. Um, they still allow you to open up the jars and smell it, uh, you know, rather than having it be in this Mylar bag. So slow, steady growth down there. Um, it's been an interesting market in, or in Oregon, kind of learn a lot from, from failures. And I've seen a lot infighting and product arguments and um, trying to expand too fast and crumbling as a result uh, and not being able to withstand regulatory issues where they try to ban all concentrates. And they did, they pulled them off the shelf for a while, uh, which is why I tell everybody to go with a solventless product. So you at least have something if or when regulators uh, lose their minds. So 
Oregon and Washington and Oklahoma, all states to look at as a petri dish and decide what not to do. Uh, but regardless, looks like that jobs are here to stay. They should kind of expand as automation kind of comes in and disrupts a lot of these jobs. You don't need 18 people making pre-rolls, for example. You can reallocate that human capital, put them into sales roles, and get a lot more ROI on that. But regardless, it looks like with over 420,000 jobs, cannabis is here to stay. Revenues there. People are seeing it, and uh, they're not going to be able to get that genie back in the bottle. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.